Back on the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Hey, did you know that Super Bowl halftime performers don't get paid? I thought, I saw that she wasn't getting paid. You don't get paid to be a Super Bowl halftime performer. No one has ever been paid? No, because their exposure and et cetera is worth more than they can ever pay you. That's true. I think the weekend spent $7 million on this. Who hasn't heard that before? Well, it's a little different than us. A little like, different, yeah. Doing like a free promo for You'd think like, chicken. What was it? I guess I shouldn't say it, but whoever's presenting the show. Yes. But yeah, I did see that some people have to like pay out of pocket, which sounds ridiculous. I'm I mean, sure Rihanna's the company paying for the halftime show you would expect to be paying for the bells and whistles. I guess Rihanna had to buy her own carabiners. I hope not. I hope the the professionals are researching that. That's one thing you don't want to uh, cheap out on. There's a couple items. You're not going to Amazon order. Yeah. Um, How do you don't do the carabiners on Amazon? The roof of this building. Yeah, please do. Go get the best carabiners. Your safety more important than saving a few bucks. Uh, Let's do one more whip around on the Super Bowl, and one more whip around with our guy Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman and host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and Westwood. One analyst. This is our last hit with Ross. Ross, how are you doing this morning? I am doing awesome. That makes me sad. Don't be strangers, number one. If you ever there's anything going on in the football world, the draft, or anything happens, feel free to reach out. Okay. Number two, you are right. The halftime performers are not paid. I believe they get a paid a they get they get a budget of ten to fifteen million dollars. Mm. Um, that they can use. Uh, that part of it is understandable to me because they actually, you know, when you look at what happens for people that host that, you know, that do the halftime show, whether it's their next tour or their next album sales or whatever, it, it just skyrockets. So they could probably actually get some, an act, some musical act to actually pay for the rights to be the halftime show performer. More interesting to me is that the dancers have 72 hours of required, um, you know, like rehearsal time. Yeah. And up until I think last year, maybe they weren't paid at all. Wow. At all. And if you watch the show, like last night, you can't even tell who the dancers are. I mean, their parents can't even tell which one they are, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess somebody posted the contract a year or two ago, and um, it was not a good look. So now they get $15 an hour. They're probably sold on exposure. $15 an hour, really? No way. Come on. Rihanna's probably yeah. taking care of them. Oh, I don't know about that. Matt. That's up to her, but that's what Man. they get from the NFL is $15 an hour for those 72 hours. Remember this, like, This is the thing about, and you guys know, about working in sports or in entertainment. You don't have to say yes. You know, you can say no, but somebody else is going to want to be able to put that on their resume and have a highlight clip of being a dancer with Rihanna during the Super Bowl. So, I mean, they're not not like forcing those people to do it. I mean, they got plenty of people to do it for free. But now that I guess that, you know, they, they could get in trouble for not paying at least minimum wage or whatever. I guess their worst thing to do is 72 hours than be on stage with Rihanna or be at a Super Bowl <laughs> halftime. So it's not it's not too, too bad. But, uh, yeah, you'd expect if, you know, Rihanna to be taken care of and you expect pretty much everyone involved in such a big and high profile thing to be taken care of. Uh, Ross, how did you take in the Super Bowl yesterday? 
Um, it actually was amazing. Um, it was it was perfect. Uh, a friend of mine decided kind of last minute to have a Super Bowl party. So, and it started at 530, which is what I needed. So I went over there. I got there at 528. And I had three beers and an insane amount of food right. till 612. At which point I hopped back in my car and drove back to my house so I could watch the game with my computer and take notes by myself um, on the big screen. Now, my wife and daughters stayed at the party till the end of the first quarter, and then they came back in part because there were people at the party cheering for the Chiefs, and they weren't really here for that. So then I watched this midway through the second quarter through the rest of the game with uh, my wife and two daughters, which was awesome, except for the fact that they – all three of them are diehard Eagles fans, and I work for the Eagles. So the end result was a, a, a bummer in that regard. Actually, the end result really stunk just because the game ended essentially on the penalty, which was kind of anticlimactic for what was an incredible game. Like, it didn't cost the Eagles the game. The Chiefs would have gotten a field goal anyway. But would have been fun to see if Hurts could go down there and – score a touchdown, the Eagles win, or kick a field goal, maybe he goes to overtime, maybe he can't get it done, maybe he goes down and gets a field goal, but he leaves 30 seconds for Mahomes, and Mahomes gets a field goal. It just, like, would have been so – any of those would have been much better than a, uh, a game-clinching ticky-tack holding call. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the – that's the most disappointing thing. I think we were robbed of what would have been uh, an interesting, fascinating, maybe not classic, but the ending it should have been, which was at least Jalen Hurts having an opportunity to try and tie it based on that uh, penalty or non-penalty, which uh, um, based on which way you look at it. What, what kind of like, I guess you can refer to your notes here. What changed in the second half for the Chiefs? Like, it wasn't as though Philly fell off the table. I think they scored 11 points on three possessions. And maybe just limiting them to three possessions was the key for Kansas City in the second half. They scored on all of their drives. But what did change from the first half to the second that, was, that allowed Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to actually steal that game? You know, it's a good question. I don't have a great answer other than in the first half, obviously the Chiefs just weren't on the field very much. And in the second half, really both teams, but it was more notable for the Chiefs, they were able to move the ball pretty effectively. You know, when the footing is bad like that, I can speak to this as a former offensive lineman, that's actually a real positive for the offense. Because first of all, the D-line it's, it's really hard to get a sack if you don't get a great jump off the ball, if you don't have a great get-off, which is hard to get when the field and the, and, and the footing is that bad. And then when the receivers are running their routes, it's really hard to react to what a receiver is doing. You know, defensive players have to react. The offensive players know where they're going, which makes it harder much harder for a defensive player. And I think actually that's part of the reason why the Eagles played so much zone coverage and Mahomes just kind of picked them apart. Because I think the Eagles thought, well, if we play man-to-man, we're going to slip and give up a really big play. So 
let's play zone, and at least, you know, then we don't have to be trying to chase these guys around. We talked about the script with you last week about the best quarterback versus the best team, and it seemed like it was the opposite in terms of who we had projected would be both. But I, I want to go back into the Eagles and their D, like it just seemed like a completely different team had shown up, or maybe they didn't even show up in that sense. Were you surprised at how the team versus quarterback narrative had flipped upside down um, with Jalen Hurts being the best player on the field and the Chiefs having the best team dynamic? Yeah, very much. I mean, if you would have told me that Hurts would play that well, I would have told you that the Eagles would win for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. It might, might have been the best game he ever played. I mean, he played awesome. I mean, over 300 yards passing, so many pinpoint throws, even the one against the blitz that he threw to Quez Watkins that Quez Watkins wasn't able to catch. Just incredible. I mean, incredible performance by Hurts, which is probably the big silver lining for the Eagles is that there was always kind of a debate as to whether or not Hurts could get it done in a huge spot against uh, an elite quarterback, he absolutely got it done. I mean, he was fantastic. What didn't get it done is that the Eagles weren't as dominant up front on both sides of the ball as they needed to be. I mean, the Chiefs ran for more yards than the Eagles did, and that's with Hurts running for over 70 himself. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs were better up front than I think any of us thought them would be, that they would be. And I do think, I mean, look, Mahomes was awesome. He always is. But I do think, unless you have a point that, like, if you told me, if you gave me the stats for the game and didn't tell me which team was which, (laughs) I'd be like, oh, okay, the Eagles won 38-35. Their quarterback only threw for 170, but they ran it. Like, it honestly felt like it was the opposite of what we anticipated. Yeah, uh, I felt that exact same way. Like, it it seemed like Mahomes – Mahomes – he was largely perfect. Like he didn't throw an interception, had very few incompletions, but it wasn't this amazing standout performance, at least statistically only 182 yards for Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl win Super Bowl MVP. But he had to be Mahomes in certain ways. Like it wasn't the box score Mahomes, but it was the championship Mahomes. Like in what ways do you think he made the difference uh, for Kansas city in the game? Well, number one, um, you said it, you know, no interceptions is huge. But then also, he ran effectively when he had to a couple times, including late in the game, which was huge. Um, and he avoided pressure. You know, there were some times where the Eagles got back there near him and they just weren't able to get him down. I mean, he was able to find a way to not get taken down. He's so good at that, so good. He's not like a fantastic athlete. So it's not like he's like crazy fast, but he's got a truly unique ability to not go down and not get sacked. It was really, really impressive. I mean, he's, he's an all-time player. I mean, he's on his way to having the best career ever. Now, good luck, right, to be able to catch up to Brady. And it's just so hard. You have to win all these close games. I mean, they barely beat the Jags, barely beat the Bengals, barely beat the Eagles, but they did. They got it done. Um, They're going to be in the mix every year as long as he's there. I think the interesting question to me now out of that game is like, did Hurts show us enough that they're going to be in the mix every year as long as Hurts is there? Yeah. 
the troubles in the trenches, I think you gave the best uh, explanation for it that I've heard so far, at least on the defensive line. And that was such a big story coming in, like prolific defensive line play and pass rush from the Philadelphia Eagles. But they couldn't really do anything right. They couldn't rush the passer effectively. They really couldn't stop Isaiah Pacheco the way they probably wanted to, wanted to. I think that was coming in. One of the big differences in the game was like, Philly can dominate at both lines, and yet it was Kansas City dominating at the lines. If you were to assign blame for the Eagles, like looking around, like why they lost this game, would it be the line play? No, I think more than anything else, it's the fumble return for a touchdown and the punt return essentially for a touchdown. I mean, those were the two big swing difference-making plays. Um, But yeah, I mean, the Eagles, I ain't said all week, you know, that the Eagles were better up front. But were they better enough that it offsets how good Mahomes is? Well, the Eagles didn't play better up front. I mean, if anything, it was even. And I guess I'm okay with them letting the Chiefs run on them a little bit if you're going to be able to stop the pass. But if you're not doing a great job stopping the pass and you're getting run on, that's a bad look to me. Right, like I know there's a school thought, hey, you know, we can let them run a little bit. We don't want to give up big plays, but they were kind of getting both. I mean, they were kind of getting picked apart in the passing game and letting the Chiefs run on them. At that point, I feel like you're better off stopping the run and making that a priority and then go ahead and see what they end up doing throwing the ball. It's a bad, bad look when they're able to do both. You kind of touched on how that game ended, but I want to ask you more specifically about the final play there and the final call. Uh, Whether it's in the rule book or not, it seemed to people and to ourselves that it was a bit ticky-tacky, as you mentioned. Um, How how do you think that that play should have been called or not called? Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with Greg Olson, uh, the television analyst for the game. I, I hated the call. And I hated the call for one very specific reason. There was a play in the first half where Juju Smith-Schuster was working against Bradbury, and he ran an in-breaking route. It was a critical play. It was a third down. And Bradbury tugged him way worse than he did in the last two minutes. And they didn't call it. So, And, and look, I thought they probably should have called that one in the first half. But... The officials were taught to let them play in the playoffs in general, Super Bowl in particular. So what I hate about it is how do you have a worse transgression, not get called in the first half, but then you call something way less than that in the last two minutes of the game? The biggest reason why that really bothers me is because players are kind of taught to – play the way the officials are officiating it. Mm. And so the officials in the first half sort of set the precedent that they were going to let them play in those situations. To me, you can't then backtrack and call a much lesser foul later in the game. That, that's the part that really bothers me. I mean, I don't like that the game ended that way at all, but I especially don't like that it was very clear that the officials, I mean, they messed up one way or the other, Alish. I mean, they, they either messed up by not calling it in the first half, or they messed up by calling it in the second half, and maybe both. 
So my reaction uh, watching that, and of course the context of me cheering for the Bengals and then cheering for the Eagles yesterday <laughs> is, might be important, but I was like, of course this happens for the Chiefs. Like, of course this is called this way, not because there's some conspiracy, but just because they live this like charmed existence. This is their charmed life. Everything seems to work out in a lot of ways for this team. But then I had to like check myself because... They the details in the Chiefs game, I think, is what really sets them apart. Yeah, they got the best quarterback in the league, but they just don't make mistakes. They don't give you anything. And when they are forced to make the right play, it seems like they always do it. Like oh, the Osai thing in the AFC championship game versus Jarek McKinnick pulling up on the one inch line to make sure that he doesn't go in. It just seems like they've driven home the details the coaching staff has into these guys perfectly. And I guess when reflecting on Andy Reid and his legacy, is that like what makes him such a brilliant coach is his ability to have everyone on the same page, doing the right things, playing the game at an intelligence level that other teams maybe can't match. Well, so first of all, um, the one thing I would say about that is, yes, he's a tremendous coach. Mahomes is fantastic. And your margin for error is really small when you play them. And I love the fact that they knew better than to not score the touchdown late. Love that. I mean, they had two wide-open touchdowns, same play. They ran it once to the right side, once to the left. I love that. If it's working, run it again. They actually tried it a third time, but the Eagles got it the third time. But the two plays that – determine the outcome of the game to me are still the fumble return for a touchdown. I mean, the Eagles had the ball in chiefs territory at that moment and they have a touchdown go the other way. And then the punt return, who knows, you know, the chiefs had been moving the ball very well in the second half anyway, but a punt return to the five yard line. I mean, those were two gigantic swing plays. And it's to your point, I guess, it's so hard to beat them that if you're going to let them have essentially a punt return for a touchdown and a fumble return for a touchdown, I mean, good luck. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's part of my point, too. It's like Kadarius Tony was kind of like a little bit of a laughing stock or someone that's a bit of a punching bag and has been since he came into the NFL. And now he's like Super Bowl cult hero because of that play. Of course, the Chiefs get that punt return from Tony, mm. who hasn't provided any NFL team, I guess the only previous one being the Giants, really anything. And, and he uh, steps up in a big moment because it just seems like across the board, they get contribution from everyone. You know what I forgot, too? Somebody tweeted this at me this morning. I forgot that there was kind of a controversial call at the end of last year's Super Bowl. They called a hold on uh, Logan Wilson, mm -hmm. the, the Bengals linebacker, in late in the fourth quarter of last year's Super Bowl. That's two in a row. It's just nobody wants to see the game end on that. If you ask everybody that's not an Eagles fan, not a Chiefs fan, Everybody would say you'd rather err on the side of letting them play mm -hmm. so that, you know, whatever ends up happening, it's determined, it feels like it's determined by the players on the field as opposed to the officials. Yeah, I think consistency is key. Um, all right, Ross, it seems like, you know, maybe an all-time Super Bowl game in terms of on the field and including Rihanna's performance. What did you make of the halftime show? Uh, it was fine, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm never, 
I like music, and I like a lot of Rihanna's um, songs. Mm-hmm. I guess I never. Maybe you have to be there. I guess I'm never that impressed by the halftime shows. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at Twitter. It was like Rihanna's fire. Rihanna's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought some of the I thought some of the commercials were better. Like when they were dancing during the whole music on the Bud Light commercial, or um, Ben Affleck at Dunkin' Donuts, and then J Lo comes to the drive-through. I, I don't know. I guess I'd rather laugh. Well, it must know. be nice to get good commercials. We have to watch them now later on YouTube up here. So we uh, we're a little jealous of the American TV. Yeah, we don't get the full breadth of commercial. No. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to ruin it. No, no. Now I have a list of which ones to go watch. I appreciate that. Check the highlights. After. Yeah, check the highlights. Um, Ross, so. Rihanna has a couple love songs, but nothing compares to myfrontpagestory.com and their Valentine's Day write-up, which is tomorrow. But you still have time to head over there and get something cooking for the big day. Is that is that right? So I was actually thinking about this, guys. I, I think this might even be better than if you ordered it ahead of time and you gave her the full or gave him or her or whoever the full story tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. Order a personalized newspaper-style cover story for your loved one. Print out like the email, comp- you know, print out the confirmation order. Mm-hmm. Put it in an envelope. Hand it to them tomorrow. Say Happy Valentine's Day. I'm having a, I, I, I'm having a writer or an author. Wow. Author sounds better. I'm having an author write a story all about you. Obviously, because you're so wonderful, it takes a lot of time. It'll be here soon. Then your significant other will think Suspense. that's like the most romantic gift ever. Mm-hmm. And then can you even imagine the anticipation every day waiting to see what this person wrote about you <laughs> or what this story says about you? The anticipation would be the best part. The, whoever you're getting this for, they probably never had anything written about them in their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to be waiting every day for the mail for this framed, beautiful story. I think this is even better than actually getting them the story in the first place. Myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory. Remember, if you use the code TORONTO10, you get 10% off. And I know that you guys sent them, which is awesome. That's Myfrontpagestory.com. All right, Ross. Well, uh, the suspense will be there. Everybody can get their loved ones a nice story written by not only a, a, an acclaimed author, but an Ivy League written author. That, that adds to the oomph when you tell your loved one tomorrow that this guy's got some educational background. Uh, Ross, it's been a great season chatting with you all year long. I appreciate you coming on with us uh, from wherever you are, airports, hotel rooms. Um, we will hopefully chat with you maybe in the off season if something happens, but enjoy some time off and only 200 something days away before the kickoff of next year. Can't wait. Skiing season is fully engaged until late April. Then it's beer pong season. Then it's beach season. Then it's Toronto with in the morning with you guys again season. I love it. That's Can't a wait. good layout. Thanks, Ross. Enjoy. See you guys. It's Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, hosts the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Westwood One analyst. And once again, head to myfrontpagestory.com and get a personalized written story about your loved ones. Valentine's Day tomorrow, folks. Holy moly. Get, get your, your money, loved one get, something. Get your money's worth for Valentine's Day. He got his money's worth at that Super Bowl party. A quick couple beers, full feed bag, and then straight back home. Yeah. Get to work. It's interesting. It was interesting. Oh, he's a big guy. Tolerance is fine.
He crushed a couple pints I and hope. headed home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just skip over that one. Uh, that's Ross Tucker. We got both of our football guests this morning. Farewell to them as they fade off into the offseason. But right Some around the corner time off for them. is baseball, Justin. We flip the script, throw away the papers, now bring in the Blue Jays news. Come on. It's time. Yeah, it's time to go. What do you think Nate Pearson's up to? I stop, please. <laughs> This is going to be the joke of the year, I think. I am so sick of that name, and you you, you just hold on hope. This is the year Your that he starts a couple crossed. games, Justin. Oh, my God. We should have an over-under on how many games Nate Pearson pitches. Sure. What do you want to say? Two zero, and a half? Zero and a half. Wow. <laughs> how do you think Kikuchi's doing? Uh, I got a little bit of hope for you, say. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. We're already in full baseball swing. We're almost there. Almost there. <laughs> Analysis already spot on. There we go. Uh, the Wake and Rake is next. We'll run through our pick a side, <clears throat> which is an easy answer. You blew it again. Best bets. We'll go through all of our um, in-studio and phone-in Super Bowl extravaganza picks that our guests had sent in. A couple okay. winners, a couple losers. Okay. I have now completed our prop bet Google form of over 250 submissions. Right. We have our gold medalist, silver medalist, and bronze medalist. We also have Justin, who is not on the podium. And <laughs> myself, who also is not on the podium, but did a little better. Okay. Uh, we'll run through all that, and then I'll send everybody their results. You Love can do it. that. Let's I know. do it. It's just like a, I'm like a full this book here. This was fun. Yes. You got to be doing this for every big sporting event. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we should do like an NHL playoff bracket, of course. We'll open that up and we'll have the listeners join in. We'll figure something out. Um, maybe we'll have a prize next time. This was just like on a whim and it was a success. So before we do that, send in your wake and rake picks. Once again, no Toronto sports tonight. Maple Leafs back in action at home on Wednesday against the Chicago Blackhawks and the Toronto Raptors back on the court against the Magic tomorrow. But tonight you get to be creative and Neil in the text line is there already with a pick for you. All that on the other side of the break with the wake and rake. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. All right, it's time for the Wake and Rake. Let's round up. A big betting weekend in the NFL. I got to tell you, I'm feeling like normally I get a little apathetic. I was like, okay, the Chiefs won, whatever. They got bailed out at the end of the game twice in a row. Bailed out. Once by a Bengal, once by an official. I don't know if I'm okay with this yet. Okay. I think it's because you lost our pick aside again. I lost everything. Except. Except. Yeah, we'll talk about that again. Chill. Okay. I'm trying to push it off until the end of the show. Oh, we ran out of time. Uh, pick a side. Josh and Daniele have been victorious all season long. And once again, they picked Chiefs plus one and a half, which I was on and we didn't get it. Pretty remarkable season from the guys behind the glass. Your final score, 34 to 27. Just an embarrassing showing by us. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I, I feel like. They ran away with it. I feel like the issue is us. We can't get on the same page. They were great. They're the standard. I think next year it's just going to be They're me the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like they were they were great all season long. <laughs> but we weren't Patrick Mahomes. Mm. 
we didn't hold up our end of the bargain. Good analogy. We could have had 35 points. We could have. But we didn't. So we got to be better next year. Well, congratulations, guys. I'm applauding for you. Press the applause button. You deserve it, Josh. Do it. Don't leave us hanging. There we go. Your, so, pr- your prize, like the prop sheet, undetermined. Yeah, we don't know. We'll take you to brunch. <laughs> How about that? Okay, our best bets in our little Super Bowl extravaganza was a couple Sportsnet and Sportsnet adjacent employees joined us. Simon Bennett kicked us off with orange Gatorade. Sleeper pick, it was purple. Yep. I was all over orange. I did not select purple. That's a good one for the books, eh? I'm going to take a look at what people selected on our prop sheet. Book's absolutely cleaning up on that. Our most, and this might be because of me, but our our highest selected pick was orange. Right, because Chiefs always do orange. 73 people picked orange. 45 people picked blue. 43 people picked green. 16 people picked clear slash water. 19 people picked red. And the lowest selected pick was purple. And only five people there you go. on our Shout Super out to those Bowl five. props picked Purple. Okay. Five correct submissions for purple. Nice. I was not I one they, of them. I hope they bet it, bet it too, because that would have been a good pick. I hope they did too. You're right. Um, okay. So Simon Bennett with an incorrect submission, but we enjoy him joining. Uh, Jesse Rubinoff. Pacheco, longest rushing yard, 13 and a half yards over. Yeah. Pacheco broke off a few, so he definitely went over 13 and a half. I would be shocked. Longest rush? Yeah. Longest rush. Um, we had David Amber say the first touchdown would be Kelsey or AJ Brown. That was incorrect. Sorry, that was David. Incorrect. Carolyn the long Cameron. For Pacheco though. was twenty-four yards. So uh, there you go. Rubinoff did Rubinoff with a win. Let's highlight our winners. Um, Carolyn Cameron, another winner. She said shortest touchdown of the game would be under one and a half yards. Nailed it. Yeah, she's so nice too. She was like, "You nailed it too." Adding Jalen Hurts to it. I was it like, was "Yeah, nice. I did, Carolyn." It was cute. thank you. JD Bunkus came in studio and gave us two picks, both incorrect. Eagles over two and a half sacks. The Eagles did not even show up. Yeah, if I just didn't bet anything about sacks, it would have been a pretty, like, I decent put, yeah, night like, for me. Nobody sacked anybody in that game. They <laughs> didn't even show up. Anybody. It was like, I sprayed the board on yeah. sacks and lost every single one. I was like, this guy's getting three. This guy's getting the first one. <laughs> this guy's getting... Uh, it was tough. Did not go well. And then he also had an Eagles uh, defensive line as an MVP. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. I had Kelsey over 78 and a half receiving yards. Did he hit that? That did just barely go over. Nice. 80 and a half or 80 and a half. I think he got it. He didn't get a half yard. He got 80, I believe. Okay, perfect. So I got that one. Uh, You had Kenny Gainwell. How's your buddy? Every time they said Kenny Gainwell's name, I thought of you. Listen, Kenny Gainwell was involved. He did not hit 50 yards. (sighs) He got what I thought he needed, though. He got 11 touches of the ball for only 41 yards, though. The Chiefs did a good job. 41's not bad. It was close. But, like, no, the, the, he caught a few passes. So he oh, only got 21 that yards. Was rushing. He had I seven see. carries. I thought if he had seven carries, that, well, maybe not quite enough. But again, they didn't follow. I was wrong. Like, game scripts totally off. I thought they were going to be up big and mm-hmm. they were just going to run the ball for the entire second half. And Gainwell was so much more trusted than Sanders was. Sanders fumbled the ball, didn't lose those fumbles, but fumbled on the first play of the game and went out of bounds then got the ball popped out on that reception and it looked like they didn't want to play him but it was it was Jalen Hurts and that was the most that was the safest route i think for Philly mm-hmm. and they doubled tripled down on it and i think they were smart to do that but i thought Gainwell could have had a better game how about all the people pour one out the head Gainwell first touchdown because that was a ripped from your grasp 
Yeah, yeah, that it was. was a tough that one. That was tough, and we were all and excited too. And our buddy too. Jesse Rubinoff had that at the party I was at. We all bet Gainwell Super Bowl MVP, and we're mm. like, "Oh, we're look, here." You go, Sanders fumble, Gainwell first touchdown. It's I mean, time. we are we are laughing. We are getting there. And <laughs> or uh, went out. Sorry once, to once those. he got t- uh, taken back, he didn't do much after that. Uh, Daniele had Mahomes over twenty-five and a half completions. Didn't that, hit. That uh, did not hit. No. Close. And then Josh had combined jersey number of all touchdown scores over one sixty and a half. Oof. I feel like Jalen Hurts getting about forty three of them as number one didn't help you much of that. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts with three touchdowns, just one throwing. AJ Brown's eleven, so that and didn't go well. Pacheco's a lower number. One sixty is a high number. Kelsey eighty seven. They just thought Kelsey would get like but he two. Needed Kelsey to get two to get there, but did not happen. So our only winners from our best bets were Jesse, Carolyn, and Ailish. So go oh, girls. You're always finding a way to... I was just sharing the information, Justin. Right. Okay. Um, let's give our result of our... Do you want to have our thing? Of our well, you got it in front of you. You, you got to okay. lead the dancer. Okay. Once once again, we submitted um, over, what, two, over 250 submissions for our Super Bowl prop bet sheet. Mm-hmm. First ever annual it's going to be there every year hopefully very 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 predictably by the way one of my friends didn't get it in in time because that happens that's more of a commentary on you him know what than, i was him shocked than you. more of a commentary on him than you i'm team not that wasn't Fluff a shot when this the won the puppy bowl i was all team rough okay so i feel like i was team rough too. it was I about didn't. a 50 50 split i'll say that um other than the gatorade did anything else stand out was there a, a lot big of people selection? thought that Gronk would make the FanDuel kick yeah, of destiny, hurt, which was for sure. a waste but now of our we eyes. I think he may have in the end. I don't know. Um, most people selected this question correctly. Who will have the most correct answers? The answer was Ailish. Oh, what was the number on that? How many uh, people 75% picked Ailish. <laughs> 75%. Seven, so 73.7% Oh, now you're rounding Eilish. up. Okay. Okay, you're rounding up. So I'll give you an extra one and a half points there. Um, any other questions you had? Um, Rihanna's... Oh, the song for Rihanna. This was a good one. The opening song. Um, the, mo- the majority of people picked Don't Stop the Music. For the first song? For the first song. Followed by Diamonds and This Is What You Came For and Run This Town. Oh, a lot of people did not do their homework. Cause I got this. How many? How many got the first song right? You had this. Well, it was it was known. Well, you cheated, but you didn't submit it before noon, and they already knew. Or well, the betting line was taken off the board, and the the song that I so cannot say the title of. No, I mean, I, you try to get as much information as possible before you submit the sheet. That's Ten what I did. people selected the correct song to oh, start. We, we got we got to have some more savvy gamblers and I mean well, maybe I, not who, everyone wants to cheat to, their way to win who's to talk I mean just it was it was facts it was factual information out there that she was starting with that song 76% selected two minutes or more on the national anthem which and I had somebody tweet me it doesn't count if it's your iPhone stopwatch the official time oh they did have an official time was two minutes and one second on Chris so Davidson. it goes over on ours. It went under yes, on the final betting line. there were some other line. final betting lines that were like 203, but, but the number ours got, was two. The number got steamed up crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So anyone who got it earlier and bet the over would have hit. So For depending on when you sheet, got it. It yeah. was two minutes flat. So and you we just were the got over, that. Yep. And it was an immaculate anthem. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Suspense. This is it. <clears throat> Can I get a drum roll? Do we have that? I don't know if we have that button. Do we? Good picks, good drops. A tie for third 
place with 32 correct points. There were a couple pushes, just so you know. I had to take a couple of the questions off that were pushed, but 32 correct picks tied Darren, D-A-R-I-N, no last name. Okay. Darren, congratulations. Honor system Darren's. I have Darren's email. Okay. But Darren, congratulations. Tied on the podium with Juliana. Wow. One of our favorites in the text line. One of our favorite text line submissions. Darren's got to be a papa right now. I hope they're driving to school right now. BCSS. I hope Juliana's listening because you have tied on the podium. Very exciting. second slash third. But our winner. Oh, those are the two silver medalists. Yeah. Okay. I thought there was a tie for bronze, then second. No, that was for silver. Okay, so here's the winner right here. Our winner, this is this is the big one. With 33 points in our Super Bowl prop bet, first annual. Andrew Baker. Andrew Baker. Congratulations, Andrew. You are a winner. Your prize is this. This moment of fame on the Fan Morning Show. Thousands of listeners. Listen, I'm okay with an IOU as well. Like if we maybe come we'll into contact. If we come into contact with something that's free that we can give for free. We'll give it to then, Andrew. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have Andrew Baker on, on, our, uh, on, my, on our minds. Congratulations, Andrew. You are the smartest, sharpest gambler in Fan Morning Show prop bet history. In the history. Wake and Rake community, Andrew Baker stands alone. I'm very proud to be a part of that. And just officially, you beat me by how many? Oh, yes. Um, so between the two of us, I beat you by six, I believe, points. Okay. Not bad. Now, if you didn't listen to the first hour today, I did exact my revenge. Uh, we mm. had a conversation offline mm, while we up. were putting together this prop sheet. I had a couple things that I thought would have been funny to add, one of which was, hey, should the Chiefs or will the Chiefs execute the ring around the Rosie? Uh play from out of their huddle. Hmm. I don't remember. And you, you thought, and I'm paraphrasing, that that was the worst idea ever. And unprompted, you said, I'll give you 200 bucks if they do that. And then later, the, the next day, you said, that was a stupid idea, Justin. If they do that, I will give you 200 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Like, I didn't really think much of it. But because you doubled down on it, I kind of have to hold you to it. You think I need to give you $200, I think Justin? I am owed $200 because, while well, you said it, I did Come tweet on, it. Come on, times are tough. $200. Uh, I exact my revenge. I'm kind of the winner of this prop sheet because of our rivalry and who had the upper hand after Super Bowl 57. Ring around the Rosie. I'm a big ring around the Rosie guy. It had to happen. It had to be there. It was there. Shout out to Andy Reid. I'll buy him a cheeseburger if I ever meet him. You really want me to give you $200, Justin? Yeah. You're going to be happy to accept $200 in cash from your co-host? Here's what we'll do. You give me the $200. I buy brunch for our team because we owe them brunch. So really... So I would be buying brunch. It's just you buying brunch. And I'll put a nice tip down and we'll have... Some Where mimosas. are we going to go get brunch at I'm the just Four say, Seasons I'm just for saying, $200? No, it won't necessarily be oh, $200, so you get to keep the rest. but I will put the $200 towards that outing so that and at least you, you get a little something. I kind of think, that's, get a little I think something. that's fair. What do we think? That's my compromise. Guys, you, you like that? And then we can really run up the bill so he doesn't get to keep any of it. 
it has yeah, to, yeah, yeah. it has to be under two hundred dollars. Okay, let me shake your hand on it. I'll do it. I'll okay. give you two hundred dollars in cash. Would you like cash, credit, check, coins? I, I think two crisp hundreds would be nice. Wow, I don't even think I've held one of them. <laughs> You've never held a hundred dollar bill. Danielle thinks I'm getting a raw deal. He said. How is that a raw deal? I'm, I'm, I could pocket this two hundred dollars myself. Yeah, and then you'd look like the biggest Why? jerk in fan morning show history. Why? Because you're making your younger co-host younger. who hasn't had younger. money to save for a house. Are you yet, kidding me? Give you two hundred of my hard earned dollars. Listen, it wouldn't Justin. be it wouldn't be this way if you didn't like. I don't own a if house you didn't in Vaughn. Tre- if you didn't backyard. treat the idea, I have a puppy on the if way. You didn't the expenses treat the idea, are high, Justin. If you didn't treat the idea like it was the stupidest thing you ever heard, you can Photoshop be, anything. I who knows that's a real grace. screenshot? I would show more grace. You thought it was the the stupidest thing I'd it ever was. said. And it happened. <laughs> Stupider than the horses. It wasn't stupid because it happened. It would have enhanced the prop sheet. You know what? I do give you a hard enough time all the time on the fan morning show. And it's about time that I'm caught for doing so. So yeah. I'll swallow my pride and I'll give you $200. I would have and you know what? When my you also said it twice. When my puppy if you just needs said it puppy once, food and I can't afford it because I gave you two hundred bucks, I hope you feel good. Uh, when you, I can't you, buy my newborn puppy a, a Kong toy or a little bone because I'm broke, and you have two hundred dollars in your wallet, I hope you feel good. I will feel good. Okay, I just needed a moment to guilt trip you, but yes, I'll pay up. I made the bet. Anchor picks. Let's go through it. Uh, Ron and Juliana, let's start with them because Juliana is a silver medalist. Good morning. For today's anchor, I'm going to go with Mikel Bridges over 18 and a half points. He's hit this in 12 out of 13 games. Juliana will take the Warriors, of course, on the spread at home. Okay, Neil, he's given us stats. Four and one last week. Lost a close one Friday. Almost five for five. Uh, he's going with Stan Warinka to beat Bublik. He's been fading Bublik. Yo, he hates Bublik. That's a money line selection. <laughs> minus 120 for Stan the man Warinka. Bublik's lost 10 in a row, he says. There you go. All right. Uh, Wake and Rake. I have to be fair to the rookie goalie for Ottawa against the Flames. Flames just demolished the Sabres. I'll take the puck line. Kings over those struggling Sabres, and the money line is my alternative. That's Avery and Mississauga. I am going to pick the Flames just straight up in today's game. Uh, I'm going to also go to Monday Night Hockey because it's Monday Night Hockey. That's where you should keep it locked. I'm taking the over in that game. King or sorry, Senators and Flames. Uh, the Senators and Flames have been playing exclusively overs of late, and that's the handicap. They've been scoring a lot of goals, both of them. One of them is down to a goalie named Mad Sogard. Yep. He may be brilliant, but I will just assume that Calgary will get a few in on Mad Sogard tonight. So we are going Flames and the over as the our, our uh, selections yep. for the Wake and Rake. And we'll continue to read through the anchors here. Eric from Burlington likes the Kings on the money line, money line at home to the Sabres. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday today as Buddy healed over three and a half threes. Play until it loses, not up another. So Bridges is over points. Play until it misses. Cody St. Catharines. You're a little rattled after the 200 bucks, huh? I'm just reading the text line <laughs> saying pay him. I'm paying him, guys. Okay. P- Corey from Port Hope here. This is the last one. Great game last night. Unfortunately, the Eagles losing cost him money. Me mm. too. Uh, tonight for the Wake and Rake, he's going Vucevic. Nice. Who flirted with Hall of Fame status over 11 and a half rebounds. Anything stand out to you? Um, okay. I think, well, we know we're going with a same game parlay for Monday Night Hockey. Flames on the money line and over. I will say, Juliana. Bridges over points, 12 out of 13 games, and Juliana red hot. Juliana on the podium today. 
We I was also Leona. thinking Warriors. I think we as well, it. and decided to go with the uh, the hockey game instead. I think we owe Juliana this. We do. This is a, a reward because I don't see Andrew Baker in the text line or Darren. So Ju- <laughs> Juliana yep. with the win today. We're gonna go Warriors on the spread minus three and a half against the Wizards at home. Over six and a half goals in the Flames and Sens and. Calgary Flames on the money line altogether. That is plus 510 where I'm seeing it. Unfortunately, did you see poor uh, Forsberg tore both of his kneecaps for the... Okay, that's uh, MCLs. Well, same thing, man. Kneecap is not an MCL. Okay, well, you but know what I mean. That's pretty brutal to, you know, tear ligaments in both your knees on one play. So that's play. another reason. The poor uh, Ottawa Senators right Ottawa now. Ottawa Senators in a bit of a, a pickle with their goaltending. Uh, and that's the reason why we're taking the over in that game as well as the Calgary Flames. Quickly, just want to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Odds for next year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58. Chiefs are favorite, plus 550. Bills 650. 49ers 650. Eagles 8. Bengals 9. Cowboys 12. Of the favorites there, anything... Uh, Catch your eye. You put an early bet in on the 49ers last year, didn't you? I did. You know what? I haven't even thought about it yet because I'm now having to cough up 200 bucks. So maybe I'll wait for my futures. <laughs> I'm going to use my money wisely here, Justin. But yeah, bills always. But I don't know. I'm not feeling as confident this time around. A buddy of mine put a thousand on them last night when the new odds came out. And I said, maybe he should pay me the, the 200 breaks. bucks. Somebody suggested Andy from Bradford said, maybe Ailish gives 100 to Justin and 100 to Andrew Baker. That's uh, like yeah, I, I, I don't think we can give money. No, I think that's weird. If so I, I think we have to get yeah, we have to get something that we can maybe we have to inherit something, something worth value, but not here, Andrew. Here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to do that. But yes, it'll happen. Okay, I lost fair and square, but you did lose this bet, and there's always some sort of punishment for losing the team bet, and we didn't discuss that, so they'll have to think about that tomorrow. Okay. The, yeah. Well, the prop bet you lost. Techs are uh, undefeated. Got to get those texts in. We'll send that out tomorrow. Um, All right, that was Monday on the Fan Morning Show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. So get, get your gifts today.